0: Hey, I'm Claire and I'm Janice and this is the X-Files a podcast about breakups broken
1: hearts and moving on we are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup heal your broken heart and move on to an amazing abundant life welcome everyone to another episode of X-Files and another episode in our series on domestic violence and healthy relationships and recognizing domestic violence awareness month. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, We've been really enjoying this so far and getting a lot out of it. So, and we're continuing today talking about healthy relationships. So if you listened to the other episode that dropped today, you will be Very relieved
0: to listen to
1: this episode because it's a lot lighter, Mm -hmm. um, much more of a feel good than that one was. Yes. And if you're not sure what we're listening to because you're not following the podcast, follow us. (laughs) Yes, follow us so you don't miss a thing and head over to the feed because we also dropped an episode today on what unhealthy or toxic or abusive relationships Mm -hmm. look like and yes. gave a, quite a quite a lot of detail quite so,
0: a lot of detail yeah
1: <laughs> over and check and that it's,
0: out. it's such a huge topic um yeah. so yeah I'm actually kind of glad we're doing a whole month as mm-hmm. as kind of it is hard to talk about like
1: after our last episode we were like
0: Whew. yeah, um, I when I <laughs> listened
1: to the recording I I felt like I could tell we were a little uh we were uneasy yeah, we about were it. <laughs> steam at the end. Yes.
0: <laughs> so um, we're very happy to be returning to more positive, more like goal oriented uh, material here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also want to share that we are coaches. We do work with people recovering from breakups, uh, supporting you, walking with you through this process. Yes, you can totally do it by yourself, but it really does help to have someone um, in your corner who, first of all, talks about this all the all the freaking time um, and, you know, is outside of your situation and sometimes family and friends can be too close to it or you know they really want the best for you and they care about you and sometimes that can like you know
1: cloud their yeah, advice. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. And yeah. not all friends and family members are breakup coaches. And so yeah. <laughs> they might not be, you know, give as informed advice as we do. Exactly. You will be amazed at the progress you will make after only one session and yeah. certainly the progress that you will make over yeah. the course of the coaching package. So please yeah. be in touch with us. There's big power in that. So yeah. And, um, and- Also, I just want to direct everyone to please check out the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence to see what you can do to support their work. We, mm-hmm. as the podcast, are supporting them all month long. They have memberships, you can give a one time donation, they have different programs, um, and are doing wonderful and important work. So please yes. go over there. Yes, please
0: do um yeah so with that let's jump into it
1: shall we healthy relationships. All what relationships right. they
0: look like what do they look like how do you spot one in the wild <laughs> um
1: so, uh i mean there's... how do you spot one <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that's our, actually a good question oculars. because um, not all relationships that you think are healthy are it's yeah you know you gotta be gotta be careful what you strive yeah. for I suppose
0: exactly mm-hmm. yeah like
1: yeah we
0: we end up talking about what you can see from the outside of a relationship when you're not in it a mm-hmm. lot because it, especially it comes up if your ex or something has moved on fairly quickly and we end up talking about like, yeah, yeah but what you see from the outside is not necessarily what is going on in that relate new relationship yeah. like you're not missing out just because. <laughs> <No>. um. <laughs> So okay, so back to it healthy relationships what do they look like? there's just a few like big broad topics um that we'll dive into deeper but
1: first well, more of all, than a few
0: <laughs> oh yeah there's there's quite a few um but just to like start it condense off condense it condense it yeah <laughs> so appropriate space you're able to like maintain friendships you do solo activities Um, And you have some shared activities. So there's a balance there. You're not just like attached at the hip. And you're also, you know, you do have some things in common that you do together. So there's that um compromise that doesn't impact values this could be maybe one of you likes ice cream and the other doesn't and so you go to the ice cream store anyways but you do something else it doesn't mean that you just decide you're just not going to talk about politics because you end up in like a all out brawl every time you do. Mm -hmm. Um, so
1: this is, this one has a lot of nuance when it comes to boundaries that you have with your partner. Yeah. Because one thing I read said that uh, healthy couples or couples in a healthy relationship adopt a yes attitude with one another, which is different from not having any boundaries, but it's just, you know, if your partner asks something out of you that you will generally feel, you know, compelled to say yes which i think is different from not having boundaries but we'll, oh we're gonna be talking about that in a couple of weeks so yeah. stay tuned
0: Ooh, okay um another one is listening and remembering things you say the remembering part is very important yeah. and very impactful when it happens you're just mm-hmm. like
1: oh thank you and when someone doesn't remember it, it stands out too yeah because you're like oh I remember it just went in <laughs> one ear and yeah. out
0: the other yeah and you know like obviously everyone has memory issues um <laughs> so mm-hmm. like there are like little things you know if if your partner just like happens to forget like the day that something is happening or or something but they don't forget that it is happening, you yes. know, leading up to it. They're like, Oh, I thought it was on Thursday, but it's on Friday. Okay. Like, you know, that's different than, yeah, you know, it like, you it. yeah, exactly. You know, it when you see it, I don't have to dive in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shared values. So this is related to the compromise that doesn't impact values. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it doesn't mean shared interests. Um yeah I love horses um and you know that isn't necessarily something that's like shared with every partner I have mm-hmm. but like typically they remember that I love horses and they'll send mm-hmm. me like little videos and stuff of horses and
1: like things that they know that I'll be interested in anyway it's a really good example that's yeah a really good example yeah. like honoring your interest but not exactly. feeling like they have to do it too yeah. And you're yeah. not feeling that they have to do it. We hear all the time from people who say that they want to meet someone with their same interests. Yeah. And you know what? Your interests are yours because they're your unique because yeah. you are unique and your interests are unique. Yeah. And it's, it's just not how it works and it's not, yeah. it doesn't necessarily make for a healthy relationship. Um, definitely look at our compatibility versus chemistry Mm -hmm. chemistry versus compatibility issues going more deeply into this
0: yeah oh my god a really big one would be like football Um, Mm because a lot of guys are Mm -hmm. into football and a lot of girls are not Mm -hmm. Um, but there's like you know you can
1: being excited there's- that your partner is going to go and watch the game with, with his friends is yeah. um a lot di- more, is a lot different from saying it's dumb or there's no point yeah. or you know, you need to spend Sunday with me. Yeah, like, exactly. Very good example. Yeah. All right, let's dive deeply into how this shows up and how it specifically looks in healthy relationships. All right, we're going to start with one of the biggest, if not the biggest one, and that is communication. we have got a great quote with some great information here. All right, communication is the lubricant in the gears of a relationship, which is a dynamic thing that is something bigger than the people involved. And this is from psychotherapist Jude Treader-Wolf in a Bustle article. They go on, when communication breaks down, whether that is intentional, happens through lack of skill or fear about what will happen when we open up, the relationship begins to lack the buoyancy and flow that is possible when people are clear and open with one another. It's just a matter of saying it. If does anyone listen to sex with Emily? Because she does a weekly show where people call in and I'd say at least half of the people who call in is, um, oh, I want my I want to express this to my partner. or I want my partner to do this. What should I do? And her answer is always like, just say the words. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really difficult for people. But once you can figure out how to do it, your relationship is going to get a lot. yeah. Better. Because
0: you're not in it alone to solve these problems within the relationship alone. Mm -hmm. It does
1: take practice, though. Yeah. Healthy communication. So what exactly is it? Everyone says it. Yeah. They're like, come in, okay. But how? (laughs) So first of all, it's open. It's Mm -hmm. honest. And it's vulnerable. Vulnerable. And what I take from vulnerable is, I suppose, that you might feel uneasy. Yeah. And you do it anyway. (laughs) yeah you
0: do it anyway like with this stuff like you're opening you you know especially within a relationship like you're going to be likely struggling to talk about um issues that are kind of heavy or less socially spoken about so like sex yeah that's why sex with emily gets yeah exactly because you know like you might have one um one way you were raised to talk or not talk about sex and your partner may have that too but you know you this is the relationship to talk about it um so Mm -hmm. yeah so vulnerable comes up because they're they're you know you do have to trust that your partner is going to react in a non-judgmental way um and you know like you're you're opening yourself up to like critique and like mm-hmm. judgment and all of these things and you know like uh that's scary we're not like used to doing that very often um yeah uh Vulnerability, I mean, everyone's probably listened to the TED Talk by Brene Brown. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's about vulnerability and you should go watch it. And she's obviously like the expert on like vulnerability and shame. So yeah. that's a good place to learn things about that. Um, and another thing is is that when you are communicating with your partner, you have to assume that they're telling the truth. And the whole truth Mm. there can't be like lying by omission or things like that, because otherwise you're working with like less than the facts. You don't have the whole picture. How can you possibly make this person happy if they aren't telling you like the whole thing, Um, you know, and that's also like risking um, them being upset by you telling the truth and stuff. Mm So it's, it's tough tough to be a healthy communicator um and like if you're not telling the truth and the whole truth yourself like you're you're basically portraying a a character to your partner Mm -hmm. and they're they're dating what you portray not the person that's actually inside yeah good point um yeah and also vice versa like if you are making assumptions about your partner you could be getting those assumptions wrong so we want like full truth and the whole truth and That's obviously that trust is developed over time. We talk a lot about that. It's not just like, oh, we met. And then I started telling Mm -hmm. them everything about me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously this happens over time. So yeah. So healthy communication, vulnerable, honest, open. It's also done face to face. This is huge. Especially Mm -hmm. like I struggled with this. A huge amount because I am a much better thinker when
1: I'm writing it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Well, um, same so, well for writers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
0: like the whole verbal processing, not my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but that's where you get the nuance of facial expressions, tone, and you know, you're in each other's presence. So, that is important.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to say if you have something to tell your partner that's sensitive, don't do it by text. It's no, so no. problematic. Yeah. And if you
0: are a written processor, you can you can write it out and then come face to face and you can mm-hmm. use that. As I've reference. done that
1: before. I've done that before. Uh, written yeah. it out before I knew we were going to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, leave the text out. And also, I want to say, don't email your partner a list of grievances or what you want to say or anything. I know we're going to probably get some pushback on it, but I don't think it's appropriate. Um, you uh-huh. are kind of saying that you know that person just has to sit there and listen to your side, and um, you know, it, it, write an email, but don't don't send it. I don't think it's healthy communication.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. No, no. Um,
1: All right, okay. what
0: else? It's not judgmental. Um, so that's kind of a thing, like what yeah. you were just saying. You know, um, you may not understand why your partner feels a certain way about something, but you're not like, "That's stupid," like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah. from their past. I mean, anything. Yeah. Just be, be fresh and open and accepting. Yeah exactly you know people come as you are um
0: all right uh arguments are about understanding each other not
1: winning yes it's so important
0: yeah this is not your enemy this is your teammate so Mm -hmm. you want to Mm -hmm. understand each other and for everyone to come out of it feeling better than they did going into it not shamed
1: or yeah and also I know I've been in some arguments with partners where it's like the only thing was to get the other person to apologize you know like a contest like winning
0: and no it should be
1: a discussion not a not a race yeah
0: um it doesn't involve making assumptions so like Mm -hmm. I was talking about earlier um it's deliberate not impulsive intentional relationships yeah and it validates both
1: partners feelings so so important we will do more content on communication in the future all right so um from our experience so i I think this is really helpful to talk about um so from our experience healthy relate or, or healthy communication looks like um this is some things that claire and i both put in being able to say when you've been hurt without yelling, blaming, storming off, threatening to leave. Yes. Being able or able to take feedback when delivered lovingly. Yes. Delivery is important though. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, Delivery is important. And also remember that hurting someone is not about intent. It's about impact. Yeah. And so I think people just need to leave, you know, the, the intent part out of it and just be open to hearing what the impact of your Actions, words, etc., yeah. was. I love um, that. Accepts that everyone has faults, tries to work with you on yours, theirs, so everyone feels heard and respected.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: checking We're not in. perfect. <laughs> yep, checking in because the other person is on your mind, not out of expectation, not to check up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is something for me. Just. Um, having it just be kind of fun because you you love the person, not because mm-hmm. you feel you have to or you want to keep tabs. Taking responsibility and being willing to apologize. Um, and just like I was saying, even if, you know, they didn't mean it like that, etc. That is not what it's about when you hurt someone staying focused on the topic issue, not bringing up old shit or deflecting to shift the blame or focus. This is extremely common. And it's also a great sign of very undeveloped communication skills. But so many people did it It's like, oh, well, you know, you did this three months ago, or will you always do this? No, just keep it like task or focus on the task at hand.
0: Yeah. And I get it. It's really hard because I do the same thing. Everything is interconnected in my mind. But I I resist the urge to reference things that have happened in the past that have already been yeah. like talked over mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my partner. Um, just because what just happened reminds me of this thing that happened. All that time ago, like, no, they are separate, even though in my mm-hmm. mind they're related. It's just how my mind works. But, you know, so I, like, I get it. It is, you know, if your mind works the same way, it is tough, but do it. Yeah. It's tough, but resist That's That's the urge. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a lot of how communication is. It's tough, but you have to do it. It's tough, but you have to learn how to do it in a healthy way. It's tough, but you're going to need to probably swallow your pride a little bit and think about the relationship as a whole, not your own ego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that brings us to
0: the topic of arguing (laughs) healthily. Yay, you heard that right. You can do it. It is Mm -hmm. possible. It's actually a sign of a healthy relationship that you are able to disagree and discuss it, argue, in a healthy and productive way. So in the Bustle article, Why Even Happy Couples Fights, they talk about how all couples fight whether or not you see the residue of their fallouts mm-hmm. publicly In well fact, god i hope you don't yeah yeah so <laughs> this <that>. is private <laughs> yeah it always reminds me of trey anthony talking about her sister and how her sister mm-hmm. always said her and her husband who've been married since like mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. they work out their shit mm-hmm. together yeah. And if they can't handle it alone, then they get professional help. They do not involve the family mm-hmm. um, yeah. or the friends. And I just thought, well done to them.
1: That was yeah. very good. It absolutely makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think also you're protecting your partner. If you really yeah. love them and want to have a long-term relationship, then, exactly. you know, you don't want them to be embarrassed. You don't want to soil people's opinions of them. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to publicly humiliate them by having an argument in public it's so cringy yeah yeah
0: so okay so in fact says the article sidestepping disagreements can lead to decreased psychological well-being the next day that's so crazy um an ohio-based counselor mary ann w mathai i believe who specializes in helping people deal heal (laughs) deal with and heal from toxic relationships. She says, I'm more worried about my clients who say that they never argue with their partners. Um, it signals passivity emotions being ignored or a lack of self in the relationship, all of which are unhealthy. And I've definitely experienced this Mm -hmm. where, you know, like there's probably, two or three arguments over a five-year period in one relationship and it definitely it you know I think it it, yeah if you don't develop the the skills to have a healthy argument like you're gonna struggle long term because life is hard yeah and things Um, change
1: avoidance really doesn't serve serve anyone and if you're being so avoidant with your partner it's going to spill into other relationships uh, as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) um all right how to keep an argument healthy first let go of grudges so this is partially why you don't bring up old shit is because you should let go of it after you work it out Mm -hmm. don't keep the resentment listen more than you talk this Mm -hmm. is hard but important be respectful, fight fair, use the fight. I'd actually say argument, not fight. I think the two are are a bit different. Use the argument to grow together. Yes. Focus on I statements instead of you statements. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you could do one thing, just try that for a week. If you're in a relationship, just try that for for one week. It's one of Mm -hmm. the basics of nonviolent communication and you will be amazed the difference it makes. Yes. Stay present. Listen to hear rather than pre planning your response, slash, waiting to talk. Yeah. And don't go out of your way to hurt the other person or zing them. Yeah. If you're in the heat of the moment, this can be hard, but it's not worth it, people. It's not.
0: Yeah, and the, you know, the focus on I statements instead of you statements, like, I just want to, like, put one way you can use that is focusing on the, what you're feeling or how you're perceiving what happened instead of, like, what actually happened. People are just going to be much more likely to change and be able to hear you if you're, um if you're focusing on the impact was of what happened rather than the character flaw in the person who did the thing, yeah. you know,
1: like <laughs> both of you will be able to rise to the occasion a lot better if, if you put it, if you do it that way, cause you're not yeah. coming from a hurt place. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and if you aren't, in a relationship right now, check out nonviolent communication. That would be, you know, people ask us for resources all the time. Get the book, Love read it, book. start to think about these things. If you are in a relationship, I've known couples to take the class or read the book together. Yes. So oh, always that's improve simple. people. Yes. So a university of Tennessee at Knoxville, 2019 study called how happy couples argue, focus on solvable issues. First <laughs> says Happy couples tend to take a solution-oriented approach to conflict. And this is clear even in the topics that they choose to discuss. So when researchers observed couples discussing marital
0: problems, all the couples focused on issues that had clearer solutions, such as like the distribution of household labor, how to spend leisure time, things like that. And that's because rebalancing chores might not be easy, for example, but it lends itself to more concrete solutions than other issues. And it also gives momentum. So when you can solve one issue that is smaller, it gives you momentum and kind of the practice to then move on to bigger issues that might not have been solved just like right away but through trial and through working together on the smaller stuff you're
1: then you like level up your characters Mm -hmm. yeah I think that the the household responsibilities is a great great example yeah it's so basic so if you can really come to resolution about that yeah you, you might have a good foundation
0: yeah exactly oh my god but thinking about it though that comes down to like um a lot of uh like how your partner sees gender roles yeah and things and like how they that and, yeah a lot yeah, of so, the other
1: things we're gonna talk about I yeah. Guess, yeah it's kind of a microcosm yeah for a healthy relationship is exactly hot, hot, like if you have different values in that area mm. you might not be able to get past that well well that one you thing. can choose if you're gonna how much respect you're going to have for each other's values it yeah, yeah there's a lot I think that could come of
0: these discussions oh my gosh yeah so talk about that before you you know <laughs> before you live together you should talk about chores
1: <laughs> I think um so that you're not surprised now let's talk about truth and honesty in relationships, in healthy relationships. So these are things such as how much do you feel comfortable self-disclosing and what does that say about your partner and the relationship you have with this person? And yes, you might get burnt and that is part of the risk of trusting someone. That's part of the risk of discovering if you want to trust someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we talk about this actually fairly often on our Facebook Live coaching mm-hmm. um, because, you know, as, as you're getting out there again and you're meeting new people, you may have kind of that fear of getting burnt because it's happened before. Um, and, like, you want to give your trust slowly Mm -hmm. um and bit by bit but it is a decision you do have to take that leap Mm -hmm. you can't you know like yes your partner should earn your trust but that's only happens if you give them a little bit of trust to work with first Mm -hmm. yep what they do with it give a little more Um, And so that's a process that happens over time. And, you know, like these communication issues are kind of trust building activities.
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. You're vulnerable and you see kind of what together you guys can do with that vulnerability. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really good example. Um, And whether or not you trust your partner is not their responsibility completely you know it's it's both yeah. of you earning it and giving it yes yes all right so let's talk about independence in healthy relationships Ooh. this is something that i'm kind of surprised a lot of people don't consider the more serious they get but it's an indication of how healthy and long lasting your relationship is going to be mm-hmm. what does independence look like in relationships um this shows up in many ways but these are just some very common examples keeping your own friends you don't necessarily have to merge your social groups there can be some overlap but if you're in an independent relationship you you know have your own friends and both people are okay with that yeah all right jealousy is not out of control I would say uh, jealousy is is dealt with yeah but, you know it's it's rare i mean yeah look we all get jealous it comes yeah. up but you know you you cope with it you talk about it you, you deal with it don't don't make it an issue solo yeah. activities so you're doing your own things and you're sharing and you're talking about it when you come back together yeah and just look do some to things talk together talk yeah yeah that's <laughs> <Yes, completely. laughs> So everyone just remember it's, you know, your interests and your, um, outside activities are part of what make you uniquely you. It is part of what attracts people to you. It doesn't mean that you have to share that with your partner and interests and activities change over time, just like relationships and people do. And so I don't think it should be something that you really, really look for because, you know, two years from now. One of you might decide that you don't like hiking or yoga or painting. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you yeah. have a good relationship, it's not going to matter. But if you build your relationship just on the things that you do together, you know, yeah. Might, yeah. might have some fractures in it when you decide not to do those things anymore.
0: Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Up next. Respect. <laughs> yes. Respect. Okay. It's something that sounds really good obviously Mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of sense to say you want it and you will give it in a relationship but what does respect actually look like Mm -hmm. so number one listening to each other important for communication yes um not procrastinating when your partner asks you to do something Mm -hmm. ah this is a big one yeah um, being understanding and forgiving when one person makes a mistake and I'm not talking they accidentally trip and fall and like land inside someone like that's not a mistake
1: like, <laughs> Trip like, and fall and have sex ah, I made a mistake uh, oh
0: <laughs> you know like it's like
1: well, no, you know like, what, I think you're going to need to you. decide what you're willing to forgive and, and what, and what exactly. you're not bigger or small.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Values that yeah. comes down to your values. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you know, mistakes could be like forgetting something, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't say um, that you have to just immediately be understanding and forgiving for like the really big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah building each other up instead of tearing each other down. You are not enemies, you're teammates. Yeah. Build each other up. All right, make room in your life for your partner. So yeah, you have to balance independence mm-hmm. with making this a comfortable space for your partner and yeah. vice versa. They should do the same for you. So being encouraging and honoring of one's time with their children af- ap- applicable. So yeah. oh. I've, I've
1: noticed this coming up uh, a lot. And that, you know, pe- um, people, I know people in the community are, you know, dating people who aren't really, you know, being encouraging and supporting of them, you know, spending time with, with their kids. And I, I think it's really important that you, res- that you respect that if you if your partner has children and even if the relationship starts to get serious, you need to let them have time with their kids, you know, away from you of certainly, certainly, you know, be, be, yeah. be really honoring of that.
0: Yeah. Um, taking an in interest in the things your partner enjoys. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't mean that you have to, um,
1: do it there mm-hmm.
0: every Sunday for mm-hmm. twelve hours and watch all of the football games. But maybe you pop in for like the last half of their favorite team's game, things mm-hmm. like that. So yep. uh,
1: I think also it shows up with asking questions about yeah. um, the the thing your partner is interested in, listening when they tell you about it, um, and just being ge- generally curious about this person. Yeah yeah, exactly because they are they are different than you. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, being interested in the things that make you different instead of making you similar yeah. or as well as the things that make you similar is mm-hmm. a really good thing. And allowing your partner to have their own individuality. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that all kind of ties in together.
1: All right. So now we've got kind of a whole kind of smorgasbord list of other things that show up in healthy relationships. Who is having a much funner time than the last episode? Me. (laughs) In a healthy relationship, each partner has realistic expectations around what you can both offer each other and get out of the relationship. You don't Mm -hmm. expect your partner to complete you, solve your problems, keep you company constantly make you happy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. This is why every time that I hear someone in our community say that they want to date because they are lonely, I say no, No. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that's not what a partner is there to solve. Yeah. You can't expect someone to come in and do this for you, complete you. Exactly. Yeah. They can, and that's an attitude you take into dating.
0: Yeah. They can add to an already full life. Another thing is they don't try to change integral things about you and vice versa. They honor outside relationships. We said this. Um, Each person feels that they are having their emotional needs met. Everyone has different emotional needs, so you need to communicate to figure that out. I was just going to say that you (laughs) could (laughs) talk about it. You (laughs) could talk about it. Um, Boundaries, you both have them and respect them. Um, You express appreciation for each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. Really considering how you can show this person that you're glad that they are in your life. Mm -hmm. And this also, I wanted to touch on um, the love languages. which I wanted to mention because I personally think that this is gold in relationships and I keep on hearing it discussed completely um, in, kind of inappropriately or inaccurately, I think mm-hmm. is what I want to say. So um, I have read multiple books by Gary Chapman who talks about the love languages. And so I do think I have a good understanding of what what it means. So what it means is that you discover what lo- what is the love language that your partner responds to, and yeah. then you go out of your way to speak that to them. It yeah. does not mean what love language you want to speak, Yeah. People refer to it as my preferred love language to speak or to my my preferred love language to use. And that's, it's not what it is. It's not, it's not about you. It's about discovering what makes your partner tick. And if you do that and then go out of your way to, to speak their love language, I think it can do some beautiful things in a relationship. Perhaps we can do an episode on this someday, but just to refresh everyone, the five love languages are words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, time, and touch. And so what I really love about this is that you're in a committed relationship and you are really dedicating yourself to finding out what makes your partner tick and then saying, I want this other person to be happy. And I am going to go out of my way to Mm -hmm. try and, you know, make that happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's used to like, oh, well, I'm really unhappy because, um, they don't tell me they love me. And it's almost like, um, used as like an excuse, like, oh, well, he changes your oil, you know, and puts gas in your car and that's his love language. And exactly. so you should just be happy with exactly. it. Exactly. Right. And that's not
1: what it is.
0: Um, Yeah. It's like, uh, preferably both people should be adapting what they give to make the person receiving it Mm -hmm. feel like they're being loved and respected and all of those things. Um, Because you can adapt what you do more easily than you can adapt what makes you feel loved, you know, so you kind of have to like you have to change a little bit, but like the
1: less, well, you might have to change, change a lot. Once you a figure <laughs> out what it is that, you know, your partner responds to, and it might not be what you, you know, the language you quote, prefer to speak. And yeah, yeah. Or you, even that's makes part sense of sense to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's part of, you know, being in a relationship that's going to, to last, you know, making compromises, learning new things, learning new ways of doing things, And, uh, you know, perhaps communicating about love languages with your partner, if this is, you know, lighting you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the end, all of this could come down to a few simple concepts, and that is being in a healthy relationship means being safe, being seen, feeling secure, being soothed. And that's from a Psych Central um, blog post that I came across as we were I pre- prepping this episode. And the, that's from the blog post, the four S's of a healthy relationship, which mm. I, I thought really, it does come down to yeah. these four things. Safe,
0: seen, secure, soothed. I love it. Yeah, I love it, yeah, so I love it too. <laughs> and we
1: want you all to be in healthy, happy relationships with yourself and with Others, yeah. So we hope this help helps and you know gives you something to think about, gets yeah. you perhaps excited about dating, perhaps um, makes you you know realize that you might want to work on a couple of things before you date again. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, yeah. <laughs> what so, else? What else? <laughs> we hope this I- helps <laughs> and
0: was more goal oriented and
1: positive and yes we hope this is more goal goal oriented than the than the last episode on abusive relationship. hashtag relationship goals (laughs) 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 all right what did you think of this episode what have you thought about our dv awareness content so far we would love to hear from you through the reviews if you have liked this episode or another X Files episode, any we would of love them, that. yeah, we <laughs> would love it if you would leave us a review on App. Five star review. Why is that? Yes, um, yes, rate and review, please. Why is that? <laughs> it helps other people find us, and you know, it helps us to know that we're doing good work. So please yes. head over there. If you do leave us a review, please hit us up on Instagram, screenshot a review, send it to us, and we're going to send you something in the mail to thank mm-hmm. you. So yes. that also gives you more of an opportunity to connect with us, which we know a lot of people enjoy doing.
0: Yes. Our love language is five star reviews.
1: So please do. <laughs> please, <laughs> please speak our love language yes. to us. We respond well
0: to positive yeah. reinforcement. <laughs> Um, and we will speak to your ears very, very soon. Yeah, thanks Love everyone. You guys, And we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me,
1: Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lopthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at gems for Machella. if you'd like to join our online community find us on facebook at breakups broken hearts and moving on when you do decide to leave yeah do you sometimes we hear that people believe that they need to really make it known to the other person how horrible they've been
0: who are we working on who is that for is it for them or is it for you i get it that's your revenge that's your fuck you that's your punch in the face as you're walking out more or less yeah but they don't give a shit. you're wasting <laughs> your breath it's like one last <laughs> extra hard bang against the brick wall good for you mm. but it doesn't work it never has i've talked no. to tons of clients everyone tries it it's pointless if you try to end a relationship respectfully and as an adult with a toxic, childish, selfish person, is it surprising that it doesn't work out the way you're planning it to? Because they're not going to go and play the game the same way. They're not going to suddenly at the end become the person you were hoping they would be.